Coucou tout le monde, you're listening to Le Bookworms Pod. I'm Helen. And I'm Miranda. This is the podcast that explores the diversity of the francophonie. One book at a time. The relationship that I have with Paris is complicated. Sometimes I love it, like in the summertime, and sometimes I can't stand it. There are times when I curse the fact that I am still here and wonder why I'm torturing myself. Is being so far away from my family and friends worth the sacrifice? It's the most frustratingly bizarre place that you don't ever want to leave. I won't make any big declarations about the future. I don't know what it holds or where it will take me. But Paris will always have a special place in my heart. Coucou Miranda, ça va? <laughs> ça va, toi? Ça va, ça va. Ça fait plaisir que tu es là, ici en France avec moi, depuis oui. euh, un petit moment en fait. Oui, presque une semaine. So, uh, we are back. Les bookworms are not only back, but together in recording an episode face-to-face -face, yeah. uh, and not online, which is incredible. It is truly um, fun and weird. Yes, it is. <laughs> It's disjointing <laughs> to look to look so closely into your eyes. <laughs> so before we get started with our chat today, what are you drinking? Today I'm drinking just a regular tinoir with milk, but it's made all much better that I'm in your living room drinking it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what are you drinking today? I'm having a coffee. A little bit of a latte with some pumpkin spice. Uh, still holding on, even though it's November. I don't think we need to end pumpkin spice just because Starbucks has decided it's Christmas. Like, no. Pumpkin spice is a full-time commitment and through November. As with all pumpkin-related things, there shouldn't yeah. be a timeline. Yeah, I'm American. American Thanksgiving's at the end of the month. There and pumpkin go. goes all the way through that season. Yeah. I, think that, <laughs> I think that's legit. Until the so, advent yeah. calendars are out. <laughs> They're already out. But anyways, we have been on a little hiatus, but we are back. We've had a ton of life happening, good, bad, mixed, uh, yeah. since we last had our podcast on Proust. Uh, but to be honest, Proust uh, contributed heavily to this hiatus. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair to say that we're not having um, a splendid time always. We are truly committed because those are the people we are. But um, it has not been an easy road. No, he stole my love of reading for a good couple of months. Our last episode was in February, and I don't think I read a book between March and June. Like, I oh. really struggled. For, you know, posterity's sake, I am on page 960 of Proust, so I did advance since the last one, uh, but that is all done in February. Like, I don't think I've physically opened the book. I think there's a little bit of dust on it. So that's that's Proust. So we have definitely passed the year mark. We did not stick to the five pages a day to finish in 11 months. It's just not happening. No, no, uh, no. At this point, I'm, sh I, I, yeah, no. I don't want to put a timeline on it because I think the point is the journey. Yes. But the journey has been a little bit difficult. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what page I'm on, but it's probably not as far as you because I have read a bit since we last finished, but not much. Really not much. And you'll be shocked to hear I did not bring it with me on my carry -on. You didn't bring the no. five kilo book. I didn't. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I think we... We chose the passage at the beginning of the episode 
Not because we're going to necessarily talk about the book, which is Dinner for One by Sutania Dach, but we thought it expressed our feelings of Proust in terms of <laughs> we don't know what the future holds. We are committed to finishing it, but how many years that will take? Yes, I've gone plural. <laughs> I don't know. And also, it's frustrating. Like, why are we still torturing ourselves? Because at this point, I do feel like it slightly is torture, just a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I think that I, as a person who has never really lived in Paris, love Paris. So it doesn't apply to me what her, her statements about Paris, but it rung very true in terms of what we're going through with Proust, that yeah. it is something I want to love very much. I don't. Yeah. Sometimes when I do love it, it feels worth it. And yeah. then so, it's just so few and far between. It's It's been difficult. Yeah. You know, why am I far away from my friends and family as I attempt to read this very difficult text? Why am I not enjoying, you know, yeah. the summertime in Paris as I <laughs> try? Yeah. So I think that's why we <laughs> did go yes. fill up our cups and enjoy life without Proust. And that turned into, you know, just, just, just nine months. <laughs> yeah, very quickly. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think it was difficult it really like i said sucked out the joy of reading for me and also the joy of reading in french because i think what happened was i've really pivoted and since the end of june i've read quite a bit actually but mostly english books or Mm -hmm. books in translation that aren't french and i think it's because i felt that if i was going to read a french book if i was going to pick it up off my shelf i had to read proust and so it almost paralyzed me and took away I mean, I took it away. It's all on me, but I'm blaming the book in terms of not feeling like I could pick up, yeah. uh, you know, Annie Arnaud, who I've wanted to read and I'm excited and we have started. So yeah. future future episode alert. But uh, yeah, I found my relationship with French literature changed because of Proust and where I was with it. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of normal. Like, I don't think that that's odd. I felt similarly, I have a lower comprehension level than you in French, certainly in like this kind of literature as well. And it made me feel bad when I was reading it. I didn't, I didn't have the same joy I usually get from reading. So I also just said, like, let's be comfortable and enjoy the summer and read a lot of really great books that were on my to read list. Yeah but did not include very old French descriptions. No. Um, but it's been a journey. Yes. But I do think that the pause has given us a moment to reflect. And one of the things that, the, one of the reflections that came from that pause was that I'm in France right now. Yes. And that we want to reconnect of the happiness and friendship that we have. And so much of that is tied to our love for books and reading and stories. For sure. Um, And we got to, or at least I got to experience some of that happiness um, when I visited you when I was earlier when we were in Paris and visiting some really cool and unique uh, independent bookstores, which was so fun. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell them where you went? So I know I recommended one, but then you found even more, didn't you? Did I? Maybe. I went to um, a really amazing little bookstore that you did recommend to me called Un Livre Intestaté. It was really close to La République in yeah. Paris. It was adorable. I got there right when it opened. <laughs> uh, you can have, as it, as it explains, you can have a, a 
cup of tea and a book. I bought two books, both in French, and um, it made gave me a lot of joy. It was really such a beautiful, safe, calm space. Well, and for those that don't know, this is a feminist uh, intersectional bookstore in Paris. So there's quite an interesting, I would say, unique selection of yes. books that they put out for people. And I really like that. So yeah, tell us the books that you did get that sparked your joy of reading in French again, which is fantastic. But I'm not surprised that we've pivoted from Proust to feminist books, because that <laughs> yes. would be something that we enjoy reading. Yeah. And Proust is not giving that vibe. <laughs> no, no, definitely not the overall theme of Proust, for sure. Um, I found this really great book called uh, Mangeuse, um, Histoire de celle qui dévore, savoure et prive à l'excess by Lauren Malka and it's essentially a book about how women have been made to feel bad about loving food but and and how that complicated (laughs) relationship exists which I love because I think everybody actually has an interesting relationship with food that the book is I'm on chapter three the book started with explaining that you know food food literally is is life right Mm -hmm. you know you we, we need to eat to um to exist and yet so many women have a very complicated relationship with food i'm so excited to read it after having read french women don't get fat yes which had its points but also a lot of i think stereotypical and consistent messaging of images and how to enjoy food or how to limit in yeah. terms of what you can consume or what you can't. So yeah, I'm I'm really curious and I think I will be picking up a copy yeah. uh, in the near future. So you should, I again, think- future episode alert. We got <laughs> so many ideas. We're bursting with excitement in terms yeah. of different avenues. So yeah, we're and, back. <laughs> and just another plug for the, um, for the bookstore. They did a great thing and had little cards where they sort of expressed why they love the book in really beautiful handwriting. This one had a had a card that just said it, it it changed the way that they looked at at their relationship with food, even having not imagined that they had a bad relationship with food. Well, that's um, lovely. Which I love because I also feel that right now I do not stop myself from enjoying all of the cheeses and happiness and the you know that food can bring. But at the same time, I'm so excited to explore all the ways that I haven't realized that that messaging is throughout my life. So I'm really excited. So far, it's it's really tongue-in-cheek. The, there's a lot of humor in it, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm not finding it that hard to read, which is a big win for me. <laughs> That's great. French is really hard. I also picked up a book called La Vie Tétu by Juliette Rousseau. And it uh, was simply described again with another little note as being um, about sisterly love and the generational uh, impact of women, uh, mothers, sisters, aunts, and how that changes our identity. Again, it's just so interesting. I'm really excited. And it's quite short. So Lovely. So if you're ever in Paris and you're looking for a place to pick up some French books, that's a great stop. Pretty easily accessible in terms of... Yeah navigating the city so uh, definitely give it a visit yes absolutely they were incredibly um, nice and uh, the selection as you say is really curated in the best way possible it, it's just so cool it felt like I could have spent a lot more money if I didn't have a weight limit on my carry-on yeah but I would say another moment that I think we both had in terms of our literary journeys in Paris is how much we see Proust now 
to go back to him a little bit, it's amazing how prevalent he is in literature, like references. We did a wonderful walking tour with Women of Paris, which I highly recommend in terms of seeing and understanding the stories and history of the women that made France that often get overlooked. But I think it's one of those interesting things where, you know, we were asked to reflect on street names and all of these different things and how much men's stories or men's names are exonerated and like put on high. And I think Proust is definitely one of those that he's everywhere. He is is everywhere. And I think so many people talk about him, reference him, and yet, you know, maybe they don't read him in full or like, why is his story so interesting? You know, as we've talked about before, as a man that had a social life and yet is known for being a hermit and like writing the most of the book in bed. Like, it's just so curious of, there are so many stories to be told. There's so many amazing women, uh, writers, and people that contributed to the f- French culture. story and culture. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It made me reflect a bit of, like, why don't we talk about some of the other people more? <laughs> no, I totally agree. That It was a really amazing tour. And actually, right before, we were killing some time before the, um, the walking tour, and we went into a little bookshop that's yes. around the corner. And there was immediately, uh, like, two or three books that we saw that referenced Proust. One of them was, like, a idiot's guide to Proust kind yes. of thing. And there were a couple other, like, Proust ex- excerpts. And it's so interesting how... He is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Like, we, we, we want to get away from him, but we, we can't. So we're just going to lean in and go back. Yes. But he is everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm with you. I wonder that level of cultural influence, if it's... Um, yeah, if it's just the the thoughts and like what what is the thing that we're holding? What is the thing that we're continuing to have a platform give a platform to? I doubt that everybody has read Proust. I bet we've read more Proust than most French people. But yeah. um I but agree. look, it, he's everywhere. He Absolutely is. everywhere. I even now even I when I get Madeleine, I think of Proust. It's upsetting. I I too cannot have or see a Madeleine and not think of Proust. Yeah. And it's it's in it's in TV shows, the references to like the Madeleine and the Proust mm-hmm. and all of this. And then we discussed reading Anniano and Les Années, and I sent her, she was on the plane. I sent her a photo from like the first page or maybe page two of Les Années. Just to clarify, she sent me a photo, not Annie Arnault. Yes, sorry. <laughs> this is true. I am not in contact with the Nobel Prize winning author. But, <laughs> but literally within the first page, there's a reference to Proust yeah. off the bat. So it's just, it was one of those things where throughout this trip, we got so many signs to return to Proust. Yeah. So here we are listening to the literary spirit of France yeah. that is pushing us back. <laughs> yeah. And I think we say this every time, but I'm going to say it now again to remind myself. I think that when we talk about it more often we enjoy it more i think it's hard because it almost feels like a chore that we have to read a bunch and get through it and push forward but i think if we read like little bits and check in with each other usually that's when we enjoy it more because we're reflecting so much more but it is like look it's just tough it's really (laughs) tiny font really small margins and so much of the book to go like there's so yeah we're not even halfway through i'm close i'm close to halfway through but not but i would agree And I think that is something else that I've found out about myself is that I obviously love reading and there are books that I read by myself and in isolation and it's lovely. 
but I have become such a book club lover. Mm-hmm. Like I look forward to dissecting, to getting into books. And I find that, yeah, even the books that I don't necessarily enjoy reading mm-hmm. or come away with a great feeling after I discuss them, I normally appreciate the experience. And yeah. I think I think discussion is really important to me. I've gotten really used to it. And it's something that I really, truly enjoy yeah. in my experience. And you're right. Proust is you need someone to discuss it with. I cannot imagine doing this alone. No, I don't know what you get from some of the descriptions if you can't talk it through. I th- think that's the thing that kills me the most is that there's no plot. <laughs> yeah. It's always the thing that makes it hardest to come back to is you're like, why do I, should I read this? Because nothing is going to happen. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and I like books that are character driven. Sure. But yeah, it's a harder one. Like I think Sally Rooney does a good character-driven mm. kind of no-plot books, but they're short and interesting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not to call Which, anyone out, but this is definitely not short. <laughs> no. And that's been hard. Like I said, let's keep it positive. Proust is everywhere. Proust is everywhere. I mean, the amount of Proust references in Gilmore Girls throughout the, all of the seasons. <laughs> Guys, when you're rewatching, listen out. They are consistent. Yeah, as everybody is doing their fall rewatch of Gilmore Girls, as you are yeah. mandated to do. Yeah, look out. Yeah. It's incredible. It is interesting, and I do feel empowered to read it and to finish it. Yeah. But yeah, I need a balance. I definitely want to make time and space to pick up French books that will fill my cup, that will inspire yeah. me. Because the reality is that this one isn't. And I think that's been evident as we've critiqued it or reviewed it and discussed it is there are so many books to read in this world and there's so many stories to be told what question we go back to often is you know which one should be passed on yeah and I do think I am at a point where I want to make space for others like I really love reading women like I love female authors I like the stories they tell and I think it's important for me to follow that yes yeah and if that's what's going to inspire me then I should make time for it and so I think my approach to Proust will be that of, I don't have to power through it. No. I am allowed to put it down, but it shouldn't inhibit me from reading the stories I do want to read. There's so many books on my bookshelf, on my TBR list that are French women authors. And I'm like, I just need to pick them up and that's okay. (laughs) Yes, I I totally agree. I think that we need to continue to read it um, with uh, commitment and, you know, with renewed engagement, but at the same time, leave space for the joy that maybe it was kind of killing a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) And the guilt that it was producing. So much guilt. (laughs) So much guilt, which that's like a sign one that you should not be reading it. I'm a true believer that books are not meant for everyone and some books are meant for you in different times and spaces and there's no shame about not finishing a book or putting it back on your shelf and returning to it years later I mean there's so many books that I've had for years and when I first started it I just wasn't in the space and then I've come back and really enjoyed it but it took me being five years older and having different experiences for me to be like yeah this one was good it just wasn't meant to be in that moment Yes, I to- no, I totally agree. I think that a lot of the time when we buy books or look at getting books or are gifted books, sometimes you imagine yourself in a scenario where you most want to read that book. And then sometimes that doesn't happen for a while. Or it doesn't align. It doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> and that's okay. Like, there's no guilt. It's These stories are really good and they deserve to be told and listened to and heard. 
and we are not the only audience that exists we're just yes. one and so our... and we are a very small sliver of an audience right. you know there's so many stories that are meant for others exactly yeah. yeah no i i'm very excited i think reading a female author who won a nobel prize is very exciting I always find Nobel Prizes and like prize giving for literature so interesting, just exactly to your yeah. point, because it's so individual. How many times have we read the same book and had completely opposite, you know, experiences? Yes. So I'm, I'm so interested in what makes a book, you know, objectively <laughs> really, really good. And I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm pumped. I've gone all in. I have her entire works like in yeah. one volume. So I'm might have overcommitted but i am actively here and very excited for this (laughs) next step (laughs) it worked so well with proust when we got all of the writings all together yeah you know i might have an issue i might have a book buying problem slash over over uh estimation of my commitment and love but you know i think annie arno is a good one to have all her works there's multiple ones that I want to read, so. Yeah, I'm really excited, and obviously I got two female authors when I was in Paris, so really excited for those books as well, and I think that the point is that we read different perspectives, right? Yeah. And we can come back to Proust and get his perspective as well, and maybe it'll help us to enjoy Proust more if we have a more diversity of, uh, of perspectives and, and yes. come back to him with a different eye. Yeah. Because I think the other thing is his voice, like the, the voice of this series is quite strong it is and, and it's not a voice i get I, sick of it <laughs> yeah it's not a voice that i appreciate like jive with mm-hmm. i wouldn't say appreciate might be too strong but there's a vibe that's off and i love an unlikable character like i don't need my narrator to be a good person it's fine if they're bad it's fine if everyone hates them but for 2000 pages that's hard like for a yeah. 200 page book great yeah. like give me that complicated context weird feelings but 2000 pages is just you do get sick of him i think there are a lot of books that are that have a really strong perspective or narrative and they're usually short because you kind of can't handle it for too much longer and i think some of the series that are quite long you can see yourself in multiple characters or you can place yourself in the story Mm, in different ways But to have a character-driven or like just a really strong viewpoint for such an extended period of time um, can be just challenging. So I think coming back to him uh, will be helpful. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Well, that's our little welcome back to the bookworms and what we've been up to. So we thought we'd leave you with maybe a few suggestions Mm. from our book clubs. We've read some wonderful different books that are not French, but you know, I think it's okay to also embrace variety. I think maybe we pigeonholed ourselves Mm -hmm. a bit too much. So if you've noticed on our Instagram, if you follow us there, there are tons of reviews for non-French books. So don't limit yourself in your reading journey. Just embrace it. Yeah. I think one of the books that we really loved that Miranda chose actually for book club was Motherhood by Sheila Hetty. So do you want to say like a few words on I could, why it's a great book? I mean, it's it's absolutely one of my favorite books I've read uh, at least this year, if not in the last five years. Um, I read it so quickly. Um, it's quite a short book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, sort of a 
this interesting new genre of auto fiction or yeah and it's it sort of reads like someone is writing a journal it's like a journal it's like a diary it's almost like a therapy session or someone just talking to you it's really interesting all about the choice to um be a mother or not be a mother and what that means for women in their uh, 30s and 40s as women in our 20s i think it still rings really true to the emotions that we were we are going through and that exists just in time and space all the time yeah i think for most women and i think that's something we've touched on too in other books that we've read uh for the podcast in terms of what is people's role it makes me think a lot about simone de beauvoir and like what is the role of the woman in society or even i really liked in defense of witches or sorcière which also covered very similar themes of the difference between a childless woman and a woman with children. And I think Sheila Hetty really wove through so many of these ideas and stress points maybe as, as women and what it, not only what it means for our lives, but what it means for our external being. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just to go back to your original point of these are a lot of English books, they are and stories are really universal and emotions mm-hmm. and feelings can be you know, they are borderless and so i think that that idea of motherhood was so it, it's so interesting and it's also so informed by what i experienced when i was in france that way of being a, a mother that can be so different from what I, like at least i experienced in north america so reading it was so interesting and there were definitely reflections that came back to my french experience and exposure I agree. I feel like my entire view of motherhood has shifted and I now bring that French perspective or that French narrative to authors from North America or even just my general ideas. So I agree. Reading that book, I feel like it may even be normal in France and she seems a bit radical North America still. Yeah. And that in itself was an interesting reflection to have as as I read it. Absolutely. So that's a, a shout out from our... English book club, but if you're interested. And then the last thing is we are very excited and give a huge congratulations to some friends of the pod, but Version Originale is a brand new literary magazine that launched in France, and it's a bilingual journal that will be published a couple times a year. But it's a really interesting look on how multilingual and people can find home and space, basically exactly what our podcast's intention is in terms of navigating the world in our two languages, which is French and English. But the idea of la version originale is that people can express themselves in their original languages without translation, whether that be French and English or Spanish or Arabic. They bring all sorts of different perspectives. And so I think it's a really cool uh, intersectional magazine that to check out with very inclusive and diverse stories. So if you're around, check out their website, pick them up in these independent bookstores in Paris. Absolutely. I think this is exactly the kind of conversation that uh, we enjoy so much. Or yes. People who are enjoying life and reflecting on how how everyday things and how and how books really like bring joy and difference and meaning and And connection uh, connection absolutely and that that feeling of home abroad is of course something that everybody wants to uh wants to talk about Mm -hmm. when you are going through it it's there's nothing better than finding a community i also just have to shout out that it's gorgeous it's a beautiful magazine is very beautiful Uh, i love everything about the the design um and it seems 
already so diverse in terms of the stories they're telling so can't wait for more yes so keep your eyes out but anyways a bientôt and stay tuned for our next adventures a bientôt